Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hi, welcome to the podcast prologue. Just a little bit of information as to what this is. Um, It's just a little bit of background to the world and the characters. It's not entirely necessary to listen to the podcast. It's just released kind of to get you excited and to get you listening. Um, If you want to know more, let me know. The first episode should be out very soon, if it's not already. If you want to find me about the internet, go on Twitter and it's flying underscore fate. an island nation lying off the coastline of the continent. Made of one large and three smaller islands, it covers the vast majority of climates and biomes. Apart from its varied landmass, there's also a diverse range of races and sub-races that originally occupied the different biomes but now intermingle somewhat peacefully. Although there has been some small amounts of turmoil, currently the country exists in a time of peace. Cultures have somewhat melded together, especially in big cities, with religions and traditions merging along with them. The last great war in the nation occurred when troops from the continent tried to invade the island and take it under their control, but after ten years of constant war, they finally retreated to leave life in Brovania in peace. The Hartis Ridge separates the east and west parts of the main island, Obril, a large mountain range that once posed a massive challenge to those who wanted to cross from one side to the other, and caused a large separation for most of the early part of the island's history. For the last 300 years, however, the island's centre of industry Eastbourne has implemented and since maintained a solution by means of a railway underneath the mountains. It's managed to cut a three-week perilous journey down to a two-day journey in luxury. The scorched wilds is the first thing that you encounter moving west over the Harters Ridge. Rolling wastelands of deserts which no one quite understands with the rivers running through it, down from the mountains until it reaches a sheer drop of cliffs. It is very sparsely inhabited, except the main city of Hirondale, which is the other end of the Harters Railroad. The second largest city on the island, but certainly the richest, it's become the capital for culture and education. Housing the administration centre and main campus of the prestigious Chasso Wizarding School, its main population is highly educated wizards and their families. The populace is rich, and they know it. It is rarely even visited by tourists, the price is far too high for the average person, and even the richest members of other society avoid it for the bad reputation of the inhabitants. The Bellator Forest is a large area in the northernmost area of the island running from the Hartis Ridge to the eastern coast of the island, spanning the length of the northern coast. It is home to a multitude of myths and legends, some of which may be more truthful than people care to admit. Boasting the most biodiversity across any of the islands, the clans and tribes that live there are frequently visited by those trying to study the area. Depending on their attitude, the clans can either help them or hinder their progress, 
and it's well known that you should pay reverence to them if you want to make it out alive. The Kobal Expanse covers the vast majority of eastern Bravania, Home to the largest city on the island, Winterdrift, it's also the highest populated area. There are still some small towns and villages dotted around, however most of the ones closest to the city have been absorbed. Further out to the edges of the expanse is dominated by farming, producing crops and meats for the rest of the country. The eastern coast also contains the majority of the fishing towns for the country, along with a few tourist traps towards the north where it's warmer. The last big war that occurred on the island was focused on the Kobal Expanse, trying to cut off the food supplies for the rest of the population. Although the invading forces never got to the capital, it was oftentimes very close to call and often held back by one unit of the Bravania military alone. The last major area of Bravania is the Kinnegal Wastes. Bordered to the north and east by the Atasol Peaks, the wastes are much colder than any other areas further north. Although they do occasionally get some warmth in the summer, melting the otherwise permanent snow, it is often covered in a deep dusting of frost. The tribes here are mostly nomadic, however there are one or two permanent settlements dotted around the area. Travel through the mountains isn't as difficult as passing through the Hartis Ridge to the north, however it is rarely done. Rumours abound that the entrance to the rarely visited home of the Dark Halves, Uskos, is hidden somewhere within the range. The area doesn't attract many tourists, and those who live here are often loath to leave. A phrase often uttered in regards to the other residents of the country is the prudish northerners and their northern hang-ups, due to their much looser ideals of what is and what is not proper. The first character in our tale is Caelan Harlow, a half-elven bard who has been travelling as a mercenary for the last five years. The son of a moon-elf druid and a human soldier, he grew up in the town of Eastbourne and originally made his living as an assassin before tragedy struck. He now spends his days travelling the island looking for any jobs he can do, whether it's more assassin work, protecting nobles, or performing at small festivals around the country. He doesn't tend to stay in one place for very long, but if he did, he would develop a reputation for having a different person in his bed every night. He doesn't tend to mind who, any race and any gender, as long as there's a warm body next to him when he awakes the next morning. Peaceland was simply another stop-off on his journey back northward from the coast. His goal had been to make it home to Eastbourne to visit his parents, who still live in his childhood home, but the offer of a paying job which wouldn't take him far out of his way was just too good an offer to miss. Add to that the additional law of a good-looking client, and he would be stupid to turn it down. Our second character is Lynn Chasso. He is the star elven heir of the prestigious Chasso University in Hirondale, along with being the heir of their infamous curse. If asked about the curse, he goes quiet, moving the conversation on as soon as he can, or just leaving the room altogether. Known for being ruthless in the boardroom, not many people know him personally, and he's generally seen as being a strong businessman in every aspect of his life. Something that is known to a very select few is his current work in trying to open the traditionally elf and wizard-only universities up for other races and magic specialisations. It's slow-going, as he has found, as the institution's century-old reputation for extreme racism and elitism often scares people off long before they consider joining. The other thing that Lynn is particularly known for, outside of his family's reputation, is his research into genetics. 
Many families have paid him vast amounts of money to consult on who is the best person for their children to marry in order to produce strong offspring. It's common knowledge that he could have made his fortune all over again with this side job alone, and that vast amount of money often leaves him with a large bounty over his head. No one quite knows why he's been travelling a lot more in recent months, and neither why he found himself in Peatsland without an escort home. If anyone looked in the diary in his office, they would find nothing but private research covering the period that he was out of Hirondale. <laughs>